What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. And what can I tell you? I wish I had better news, but unfortunately, the San Francisco 49ers win streak against the Los Angeles Rams has come to an end. They fall in the NFC title game 20 to 17, and the season ends the only way that this season could possibly have ended. And it is with a pathetic, disgusting, ridiculous interception by Jimmy Garoppolo in a big spot. And it costs the Niners a chance to win the Super Bowl. We want to remind you, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. If you haven't done it already, please take 30 seconds to leave us a rating and a review, Levin. And I'm sorry. You can talk about Jaquaski Tarts dropped interception all you want, and it was big. I totally agree with you. But there is nothing, nothing you can say that's going to excuse what Jimmy Garoppolo just did there. Nothing. That is a pathetic interception. And not only that, the offense to end the game, Levin. Here's how the 49ers offense ended the game. 17-17, incomplete, delay of game, incomplete, incomplete, punt. Then they're down three incomplete, completed pass for a two-yard loss and an interception. I don't care about Tart's dropped interception. When your offense does that, you deserve to lose, and they did. I just tweeted this out. Basically, the play that I think lost the game is Tart's drop, but the overall reason this team didn't win a Super Bowl and the problems that existed throughout the season – is the fact the offense was not good enough. And that starts with the quarterback. And in this case, almost ends with the quarterback. There, there's a little bit there that's not Jimmy, but nearly all the offensive issues can point back to Jimmy. And he wasn't good. He wasn't. People are going to look at the box score and go, well, he wasn't bad until that last interception. That last interception, excuse it. Now, he threw a hospital ball to Debo over the middle. He missed some other throws. He wasn't bad prior to that interception, but he wasn't good either. It's what we've been seeing from Jimmy. It's a lot of mediocre. And, you know, there'll, there'll come a moment. Right now, I got a lot of anger, obviously, on the way the game ended. Just inexcusable by that offense and an inexcusable drop by Tart. Like, that is why he is who he is. That yeah, drop you... is exactly what his career has been. <laughs> oh man that's it is. pretty rough no it is that's the exact reason why he didn't get a big contract in the offseason because i mean he doesn't make enough big plays there were that's a huge crushing drop for sure but and i like this comment here thanks for the super chat dware 5883 watching on youtube where was the run game creativity seemed like they just kept running it up the middle to no effect 100 percent. the 49ers run game in this one didn't well this is what it is right so when the 49ers don't run the ball and it's got to be on the quarterback that's what you get from jimmy garoppolo 16 of 30 232 yards two touchdowns and a pick but the niners carried the ball 20 times for 50 yards in this game two and a half yards per carry uh it's even worse than that i mean if you take away debo's carries well debo had seven carries for 26 yards mitchell did nothing 1.8 yards per carry for elijah mitchell 11 carries for 20 yards and the blocking wasn't great but he also was like last game his ball carrier vision was not good he was making the wrong cuts there were a couple times where he could have punched it uh to the left or to the right and gotten you know three or four yards and instead he 
tried to cut the other direction and got a no game. Like I mean, he, he just was not good in this game. And the offensive overall, I don't like their strategy in this game. I, I just don't think it was a very good game plan. Look, there was plenty of bad to go around. I still think Jimmy Garoppolo is the biggest reason the 49ers lost. Right. But you know what? The 49ers defense on third and long, they got killed all game long. And by the way, feel free right. to cover Cooper Cup on third and long. He's driving me six... freaking nuts. Just double him. I, I don't get it. Like you literally made sure Devontae Adams can't beat you. Cooper Cup is as good as Devontae Adams. He's different, but he's just as good and just as hard to cover. Why the heck didn't they run the Devontae Adams type of strategy? He has now, obviously six... the offenses are different, but it's LaFleur and it's McVay. They're pretty similar offenses. You take away Cup and they're struggled. And you saw that with Stafford. Every single time he got the ball, what's he do? He's staring down Cup first. Well, I don't blame him. I mean, I don't so either. Cup had six catches on third down that went for first. Six. Like, damn, man. Come on. It's just. It's just infuriating, man. I mean, it's third and long. Your whole defense, like, your defense is built to get to third and long situations. But the Niners couldn't sustain drives on offense. And I think, honestly, the defense got gashed by the end of the game. The Rams dominated time of possession. They had the ball for 35 minutes and 39 seconds. They ran 76 plays in the game. The 49ers only ran 50. So I think that, you know, you can't put everything on four guys every game. And uh, they were gassed by the end of the game. The Rams, by the way, talk about how the 49ers finished. Here's how the Rams offense finished. Touchdown, field goal, field goal. That's how you close out in the conference championship game. And by the way, that's how you overcome a 10-point fourth quarter deficit. The Niners had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. It's the biggest comeback in the NFC championship, biggest deficit overcome in the fourth quarter of an NFC championship game. Can I say something? Because I had this thought coming up the stairs to come to where I record here. <laughs> and I, I can't help help it. And I feel like I'm just going to say it. It's probably not the right time to say it. But I can't help but feel the slightest bit. And don't get me wrong. This is not the overall feeling. But You're I have to say relief. Yes. The slightest bit of relief that I'm done with this Jimmy crap. <laughs> this is the end. Like, I don't have to watch another game stressing about Jimmy. And... I'm just sick of it because it's been two and a half years of the fan base fighting over the quarterback. And I'm tired. Like I've been worn out by the end of this year over all that talk. And I'm just ready to move on. I don't care what you think good or bad about Jimmy. I put myself in the middle. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I just think he's not good enough, but I, I'm done. Like I, I want to be done with it. So there's the t this tiniest bit of a thought in the back of my head going, finally, we, we can move on. We're going to trade them and be done with it. Well, that, that's an interesting question. What is the biggest emotion you are feeling right now? Let's throw anger. it out to the people and see. <laughs> For me, it's anger because it's just kind of the same thing. I felt like a what? lot of the same stuff the 49ers have been doing poorly. They have been. It showed up in this game. Look, I know we're live. Let's just. Let's just say what they did. They shit the bed at the end. <laughs> yeah, they kind of did. I mean, let's be honest. Offense uh, and defense both just crapped their pants at the end. Like they, they didn't close they, it they out. They didn't do well. They didn't. They didn't cover cup at the end. The defense was giving it up. They made back-to-back -back plays, completely boneheaded plays, by both of their starting safeties. Because you had the tart drop, and then immediately after that, you give up a big reception, and Ward comes in and makes a really dumb hit. 
Yeah, it was a like, 30 yard catch by Odell plus the 15 yard uh, penalty for unnecessary roughness. You know, I think in this game, we heard Joe Staley, who we've talked to the last couple of weeks, he talked about how like the physical teams don't have to talk about we need to be physical this week. And the ones that are scared of the physicality are the ones that have to talk it up. I feel like it kind of went on the opposite end this week where the Niners came into this game and the defensive side thought they're just going to bully and they got too amped up over it. They thought about we need to be physical too much and that led to some really dumb things, one of which wasn't caught. Like, yeah, we should talk about that Fred Warner play because it's a very dirty play. And I know there's a lot more to talk about, but that play in particular, he should have been ejected, period. And there's no excuse for that. And I don't care that he's a 49er. Like, F that play. Like, I, I have no patience for that. And if he's going to do that type of stuff, I have real problems with him as a player. Like, th- that's just an excuse. Purposely target a quarterback's head when he's not even in the play. But I know that's just one play, and we got the bigger thing to talk about. But I, I just feel like that's another part of the sign with the Jimmy Ward hit, too, at the end, that this defense, they just came out, and I think they they were too concentrated on, we have to win the physical battle. And they didn't just play their game. Well, whatever the case, the 49ers are going home and they've got some they've got some thinking to do because there's a lot of blame to go around. Bay Marin says frustration is the biggest emotion they're feeling, uh, but there is quite a, a bit of relief, as Levin said. Um, how about this from Chew Dog watching on the YouTube page? I feel like we wasted a year on our future quarterback holding a clipboard. I mean, they did get to the NFC championship game, so it's hard to call it a waste. Um, but you, you don't have that year of development for Trey Lance and there's going to be plenty of time to talk about Trey Lance in this game. Um, right. There, but there's I don't want time to talk about future. Yeah. I don't want to get to that right now. Uh, Dieter watching on the YouTube page. I was angry that Tart dropped the interception. Now I'm just disappointed. Okay. But he dropped the interception. Uh, but it's not both. like the game was over at that point. Like, yes, it, he dropped, mm. he dropped the interception, but you're talking like there was 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter. There wasn't. Yeah. There was probably, there was what? seven to eight minutes left, uh, seven and a half to eight, somewhere in there. Um, but he catches that they're up three, they have the ball at midfield and everything is swung in the Niners momentum. Like that's, that would be the second pick on Stafford. He's starting to doubt himself. They're going to be scared to take that deep shot. Cause they just got picked all kinds of things. Plus that interception likely leads to some points and it's going to allow the defense to tee off on Stafford because they now need a touchdown. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, I think if he intercepts in that fourth quarter, if he intercepts minutes. that, like the chances of the 49ers winning probably jump to like 95%. Still not guaranteed, but highly, highly unlikely. Who knows? Jimmy could turn the ball over on the next play. We have no <laughs> idea. I'm just saying it was a huge play. I agree. But to say that they would have won the game, uh, I disagree with. Ray watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Thanks for the super chat. If the opposition's yeah. best wide receiver is in the slot on third down, he's going to get the ball. Bad play and indicative of poor play and indiscipline on D tonight. Look, I don't, this is unfair to say, but I'm going to say it anyway because I'm angry because we just lost. D'Amico Ryan's defense did not look anywhere close to how they looked in Green Bay. And I just, no. I don't know the reason, but I know that D'Amico Ryan's had an interview with the Minnesota Vikings this week. And you know what he wasn't uh, doing when he was on that interview? Preparing yeah. for the Rams defense. I, I, I'm not going to lie. That really frustrates me. If your team's still in the playoffs, don't be doing interviews. Well, you can't blame. That's the way, that, like, you can't blame these guys. I though. know that's the way. Altering right. Interview. He's got to do I it. I understand that, but you're paid to be there. Like, I just don't like that. 
Victor that, Gomez. That's a pet peeve of mine that I will never win. I'm, Agreed. You know, Third I know people defense, will disagree. Terrible all game. Mm-hmm. B Mills. Our defense has been heroic. Faced three of the most high-powered offenses in the playoffs and never have given up more. No, than the, the defense was not terrible in this game. No, no, they not were terrible. very. They were this close to being really good, but it was the third down. They constantly got the Rams to the third down. They right, had a ton of what? third downs, but then they <laughs> then they would give it up, right? And that's why the Rams had so much time of possession. Because when you are constantly getting to third down, but then converting, that means they're long drives. But, I mean, I, I don't think it was a terrible game by the defense. They gave up 20 points. And they just, it, it, it's a really frustrating game, I think is the better way to put it by the defense. Like, it's a game where they could have easily given up three points. Because they dominated, and then they would just give it up on third down. Here's the 49ers offense in the second half. Punt, touchdown, oh. punt, punt, interception. One touchdown drive in the second half is not going to get it done. Here's they, the- they had two really good drives in the game. That's it. And that, that's been the way it's been every game in the playoffs, basically. They have two really good drives in each game, and that's it. They had the two field goals last week, and then they had the two touchdown drives against the Cowboys. And that's just not good enough. And like I said, that starts with the quarterback. It, it really does. The other thing I want to get to, and I want to know your thoughts on this, you know, the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, how many times have I railed on it, Levin? Fourth and short. You go for it. Go for it. It's the modern NFL. Kyle Shanahan. Here it is again in this game. Second and one in the fourth quarter. 11-23 left. They, they run Elijah Mitchell up the middle, which, of course, they lose a yard. He gets nothing. Third and two. What do they do? They put Trent Williams in motion again and decide not to run behind him. And he, they give it to stupid Kyle Juszczyk, who, of course, gets stuffed. That that give it to the fullback play needs to go in the trash can and then be set on fire. And then they need to pee on the ashes and Mm. never, ever use it again. It's stupid. But what did it set up fourth and two at the Rams 45 yard line? Right. And what does Kyle do? He puts the offense out on the field and tries to get him to jump off sides. Right. Wants to take a risk, a small risk, hoping the Rams will bail him out. But again, Kyle Shanahan turtling up in a big moment, and he punts, and the Rams get the ball back, and they tied the game up on a field goal. Like, uh, how many times does Kyle have to get burned by this, Levin? Th- this is my biggest problem with that whole sequence. If you're putting Trent Williams in motion, run behind him. Nobody is getting into that hole. Like, that that was what I tweeted out at the time. Like, Trent Williams is running through the hole that you want for the first down. Who is coming through that hole, getting through Trent Williams, who has a full head of steam, and then getting the tackle? Absolutely nobody. Why are you doing that? Like, get the cute crap out of the playbook. I don't understand this. Kyle does this every once in a while. Overall, yes, he's a genius play caller. But every once in a while, especially on these third and short, fourth and short plays, I feel like his third and short and fourth and short plays are garbage. That's where yep. he's really – that's where he's flat bad as a play caller. And he he's spend- phenomenal everywhere else. Yep. But on third and short and fourth and short, he is a below average play caller because he always tries to get cute. He always tries to do something that nobody's expecting. It's third and fourth and short. Just hit them in the mouth and get the freaking yard. Salvatore watching on the YouTube page. Zero margin for error with Jimmy. Exactly. Zero big playability. The D did all they could. The whole playoffs. Jimmy can't win a game. He can only lose it. Yeah, that's exactly what we've been saying about Jimmy Garoppolo. All risk, no reward. And we're done with him now. Thank God. Yeah, uh, and the, I'll say this. You know, he said he, he can he can't win a game. He can only lose it. Some people would come back. Well, he has those last second winning drives. Yeah, they needed those last second winning drives because he was exactly. so garbage before that. So it exactly. doesn't really count. 
Uh, BP, the nine-yard run on first down was wasted in the following plays. Still felt Kyle Shanahan should have gone for it on fourth and two. I didn't think, I just didn't think we'd stop the Rams. I just don't, I just don't get it, man. It's fourth and short. Go for it. How many yards are you gaining, right? So you were on the 45-yard line. Mitch punted 35 yards to put the Rams to the 15-yard line. So like, what, how many yards are you really gaining? And oh, by the way, the Rams were back there in two plays. Cause you had the dropped interception by Tart, mm-hmm. and then you had the deep play to Odell and the penalty and the Rams were immediately back there. Like you're not saving all this field position by punting. So you're just scared. You're just making it harder for your team to win. And he does it again and again and again. And it drives me absolutely nuts. And, you know, Staley mentioned to us that Kyle has a bag of tricks that he's just waiting. Where were those at? Yeah. They often struggled in all playoffs. He, he never pulled them out. You saw McVay pull him out. He got desperate, and he pulled out that flea flicker. That was pass. weird. Flea flicker to really like a, a check screen. down. Yeah, it was. It, no, it was literally a screen. It was a flea flicker that they did so quick that it was like a screen pass. And instead of the quarterback like fainting that they're doing something else, and then dumping it off for the screen, it all that time was taken in the handoff. Like McVay got into his bag because he got desperate. Kyle never really did i mean if getting into your bag is sending trent williams in motion and then not running behind him that's not a bag they have sent trent williams in motion three times they have run behind him once and the only one that was successful was the one they ran behind him patrick on the niners nation youtube page an offensive guru kyle couldn't ask more than two drives to go to the super bowl Mm -hmm. and leaves with no first downs three yards suffering with jg from brazil i mean three years i think oh three years sorry uh i'm i'm really happy to be done with jimmy go like where are the stands i'm not kidding like that that's what's starting to creep into me it give me is this, relief give me the stands now where are you tell me tell me that where are the 49ers should we keep jimmy garoppolo now should we do that now what's his trade value now like spare me where was jimmy's leadership when the offense couldn't do a damn thing in the second half of that game where was it where are the articles now let's see some of those articles about jimmy's leadership and his intangibles right you know what's tangible points and they didn't freaking get any they the offense put up 23 points in two two games the offense was, the last two games the offense put up 23 points like that that's terrible and let's but, let's be honest the offense was debo samuel in the playoffs that's all it was that, that's it was what i debo. said the i said the offense became debo samuel do something amazing or they punt like i, I tweeted that out yeah. right towards the end of the game that's what the offense became in those last like four games, I think really the the ramp that last season game when they got desperate and they started going to Debo and he scored that you know touchdown, um, that is when I think it just it just became Debo do something amazing or we're going to punt. Kittle yep. was not a big part of the playbook. Like I I know he had the touchdown, but he wasn't. They weren't going out of their way to get Kittle the ball Five ever. Two, well, and they it. always have done that. And Jimmy, what happened with Jimmy? First series of the game, Kittle's wide ass open over yeah, the middle of the it. field. And what happens? Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo misses him. Like, where's the article that the 49ers should keep him now? I really want to see it. Like, where is it? Again, and look at the teams that are in the Super Bowl. The team that drafted Joe Burrow, which, by the way, we just found out they turned down three first-round picks from the Dolphins. They could have gotten three first-round picks for that pick. Which would have been, what, the third overall pick? So move down two spots. They kept the third, or they kept the first. They took Joe Burrow who was on a crap team last year, whose knee was torn to shreds, and they're in the Super Bowl now. Mm -hmm. They beat the Chiefs at home. They overcame an 18-point deficit on the road. And they're in the Super Bowl. 
And who's in the Super Bowl in the NFC? The team that traded for Matthew Stafford, the quarterback that, and by the way, when the shit hit the fan last week against the Bucs, who bailed the Rams out? Matthew Stafford with a deep mm-hmm. ball to Cooper Cup. He didn't throw it over his head. He didn't miss him. All right. Your quarterback matters. And we're seeing it this year again. Now, this super chat here sign a quarterback and a better edge rusher opposite Bosa, give Lance the keys to the offense, and this team be right back in the NFC no, Championship. Don't game? assume that. Like, I agree with everything there except for sign a better edge rusher. The last like eight games, Ebucom came on. Arden Key's been good coming in, working inside out. They've had the edge rushing. Like, I don't think they they need to keep that defensive line together, all the key parts. Yeah. And they're just fine. Like those guys came on. That that defensive line was dominating pretty much the last second half of the season. But they do need a cornerback. And yeah, I do think that once they get rolling, Trey Lance will be everybody will be going, wow, we really thought maybe Jimmy should be brought back. Like, Yeah, I, I know. And I don't, I hear you, but like, I don't want to talk about Trey Lance right now. Like I'm, I know I we got three months, three, four for months of talking about that. Yeah. I'm not letting him off the hook for this trigger on the watching on the Niners nation YouTube page. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy gag. Thank God it's over when the Niners make it to Super Bowls, they play good teams. And when they have a chance to play an easier team, they never advance. I'm not going to lie. That was my first thought when the, when the chiefs lost and the Bengals went to the yeah. Super Bowl. My first thought was, Oh my God. 49ers could win the Super Bowl this year. Right. And obviously they're not because they couldn't handle their business. And, it, you know, it's just let's call it what it is. They choked. They, they when you have a 10 point lead, lead in choked. the fourth quarter, it's a choke they, job. The defense gave it up and the offense didn't do crap to stop it. I mean, how fitting it is it, by the way, that, that Jimmy's oh, last and by play. the way, special teams, they didn't make any big critical errors. But yeah, the no. Return, the, the Debo returning didn't work out in this game. No, they were shouldn't they, let the kick go out of bounds. The second yes, he returned. That that's the one mistake they made. They didn't make any huge plays, good or bad, but the one mistake they made, Debo literally catches a ball that's about to land out of bounds. Like yep. that's where inexperience as a kick returner came in. Like you get the ball at the 35 if you don't catch 40. that. Is it the 40? 40. It was the, yeah. Wow. No, you get it at the 40. And because here's the thing with with that play either the ball stays in bounds but goes into the end zone or it goes out of bounds. So, like, even if it doesn't go out of bounds, it's not like a punt, you know? Like, it's it's going to be a touchback. But, no. So, he caught it and, and got stopped, and the Niners got pinned deep. I, I just realized why I thought 35. Because when it was at the 20, Cause you don't know the all my life, it was 35. <laughs> now, it's the kidding. 25, they moved it to the 40. I mean, there's some people now are, are banging on Jaquaski Tart, and I get it, like, He's an easy target. Like um, I said, if if you could pick one play that swung a game, that is pretty high up on the list as, as big of a swing as you can get from a single play. He, like I said, that is the exact reason why he couldn't find a big contract in the offseason from another team. There because were... he doesn't make enough game-changing plays. And when you, he most teams, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Most teams want their safeties to be not necessarily ball hawks, but guys that come up and blow up plays and make big things. Tart is not a bad player. His athleticism really helps in a lot of ways. But when he has a chance to make game-changing plays, he never does. 
Marcus watching on the YouTube page. This is a good point. I don't understand how the 49ers didn't make yeah. the Rams pay for having no timeouts late in the game. They couldn't stay on the field. That's why they couldn't make them pay because the offense could not stay on the field. They were one dimensional. And when they had to pass, it couldn't work. Really the only receiver like Debo has four catches for 72 yards, but he had a 44 yard touchdown on a screen pass. Ayuk was really the only receiver that did work. And I want to give a little bit of, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to give a little bit of credit to Jawan Jennings, who made maybe the top, it's not the best, but it was like maybe the second best offensive play of the game for the 49ers before the touchdown to Kittle. It's third down and Jennings gets stopped where he catches the ball over the middle and he gets hit short of the first down. And he just absolutely muscles the ball over the first down marker. It was third and 10. And two plays later, the 49ers had a touchdown. Incredible job by Juwan Jennings. Uh, They have a great option on third down who's going to be there next year for the 49ers. But like that's see, that's the way the 49ers offense had to move the ball, right? Just get the ball to a receiver quick and hope that guy does something great. And like you said with Debo, it it works more often than not because Debo's a friggin' unicorn. But that can't be how your offense functions, especially when you are supposed to have an offensive genius as a head coach. Yeah. And one thing that I will be waiting to see in retrospect, it certainly seemed like from the broadcast point of view, those last two drives, Jimmy didn't have any option. Because he was having to hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball. But boy, I want to see that tape. Because if somebody <laughs> was open. Are you going to be stunned? Like re- <laughs> No, I'm not going to be stunned, in all honesty, because it happens quite often with him. Uh, but I, I will be ranting about him because that's the end of the game. Like, if anybody has any kind of step, they're going deep or anything, you got to let it go. Like, you're not worried about an interception at that point. You have to make a play. You have to take some risks at that point. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if somebody was open and he just didn't see it or was unwilling to make it throw. Another super chat from Trigger. Tart missing that interception is one play. Jimmy constantly yeah. underthrowing and overthrowing receivers cost the offense the entire game. Give your stars a chance. And here's why I think that's a big deal for the 49ers, too. Joe Staley has talked about it with us. The Niners offense is one play stacks on top of another. It's built to work off of what they do. But when the 49ers can't do anything and drop balls and can't get any momentum, there's nothing to build off of. And so that's why you see the offensive performance that uh, happened in the second half of that game, really all game long. Let's welcome in Javi Vega here from the Oh Hey There podcast. Javi, what is the emotion right now that you are feeling most of all? Um... I don't know. I'm dead inside. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not anything. I just think when you have a fourth quarter performance like that on both sides of the ball, you know, there's a lot of people to blame here. Your secondary couldn't do anything all game. Cooper cup converted six third downs on his own, basically with some really well-placed passes by uh, Matthew Stafford. K1 Williams was getting cooked. Ambry Thomas was getting cooked. Emmanuel Mosey was getting cooked. Jimmy Ward looked lost at times. Um, you know, Aziz played well. Fred always plays well. Defensive line just didn't get home fast enough. And nope. the Rams played the quick game. And that's how you beat a, a pass rush as ferocious as the 49ers. And then part of it, you know, you got to think the Niners have played, what was it, 15 games straight? Mm-hmm. At some yep. point, they were going to get tired. At some point, you know, having 42 first half plays to 20 offensive plays, your defense is going to be gassed at some point. 
and you can't get off the field in third down, it was bound to happen. And, you know, I, I've, I have been very critical of Jimmy Garoppolo all season. I was critical of him last season. I was critical of him in the Super Bowl year because you can't trust him to get it done in fourth quarters, especially fourth quarters in high-pressure situations. And we saw today he had a 4.2 rating in the fourth quarter. Add that to the 4. list. 4.2? 4.2. 4. I, I pulled it up. Let me grab it real by, quick. By the way, if you go out and make a throw and it's an incompletion and that's all you do, I think it's, what, 39.6 is your rating? Yeah, something like that. for one with an incompletion? <laughs> yeah, so here it is. Jimmy Garoppolo, 3 of 9 for 30 yards, an interception, and a 4.2 rating. That's just you add that to the list of his fourth quarter performances. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in fourth quarter in four playoff starts before this game was nine for 20, 93 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 19.4 rating. That is the lowest fourth quarter rating, uh, fourth quarter playoff QB rating in the last 30 years. Wow. How about this from Kyle Shanahan? I'm not going to sit here and make a farewell statement on Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the last thing on my mind. Allow me to make it. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out, Jimmy. I better not see you in a 49ers uniform before I'm dead, okay? that Get out of here. Go play with another team and just... I, I, I'm not that angry at yeah, Jimmy. Me neither. Like, Why not? I literally... I did have a tweet typed at the end of the game when I was like right as the game was ending, right after the interception, that said, good riddance, Jimmy. I'm so sick of having this argument. I'm glad we can get over it. And then I was like, no, that's too harsh. Like... Jimmy, it's not his fault. Kyle stuck with him, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it is his fault for not playing better. And I, th- I think he's a good guy, and I think he did everything he could. I, it's not like it's not a you know a Ryan Leaf, a Jeff George type situation where the guy's just a jerk. You, you know, don't that's get why credit for not being a jerk. Congratulations, Jimmy Garoppolo is not right. a jerk. Great. Does he deserve a bouquet? I mean, come on. No, but it's not a don't let the door hit you. Uh, you know, on the way out know. type situation. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It, it's not to me. It's not a good riddance. You know, screw you. Get get the heck out of here. I'm going to kick you on the way out type situation. It's like it didn't work out. You know. Yeah. Go, ho- hope for your best in. The f- it's more. It's closer to an Alex Smith situation. Oh, you put it that way. Drunk. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this, Rob. I, I will. As much as I've been critical, of Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance should hope and dream to have the resume of Jimmy Garoppolo as a starter. Like we have to stop thinking that Trey Lance is going to automatically be this top What's five. Jimmy Garoppolo's team. resume. But what I'm saying to you, he's won a lot of games here, and I know QB wins doesn't matter. But we went through what we went through as a 49ers fan base and an organization with poor quarterback play. He's competent enough. Right. We can't sit here and, and the, the the bar is set. That's the bar. Jimmy Garoppolo is the bar as far as a win loss record for Trey Lance. And it's I can't sit here and, and and realistically say that Trey Lance is the guy because we won't know that until year three or four. Right. So right. what happens next year? You got all these free agents. You're going to ask this second year quarterback to take over a team that's going to look very, very different. And if he doesn't perform, they're going to be like, why didn't they stick with Jimmy? And if Jimmy's balling somewhere else, I wouldn't say balling, but if he's winning games somewhere else, then the conversation is going to start. Did they miss on the wrong guy? That's that's the pressure that's on this kid. I'm not going to put that pressure on the kid. Jimmy Garoppolo won, won a lot of games here, whether we believe in QB wins or not. But that still happened. Right. We can't take that stuff away. Um, it's just a, it's a conversation that needs to be had. Like, I'm not here for an unrealistic conversation on Trey Lance. Like, yeah, he's gonna win the next five Super Bowls. 
Russell Wilson has one Super Bowl, Drew Brees had one Super Bowl, and Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, Trey Lance is going to take us to the next five, and we're going to win a whole bunch. Matthew Stafford just now got to his first Super Bowl, and he's been a top 10 QB for nine, 10 years now. It doesn't matter. Like, Trey Lance is irrelevant to the conversation. If the 49ers didn't have Trey Lance, I still would be just as mad at Jimmy Garoppolo, and I would want Jimmy Garoppolo gone just as much. Like, were you, again, were you saying to Alex Smith, don't let the door hit you? Was that was that your reaction to Alex Smith when he was leaving? Over? No, were you Alex like, hey, Smith, good, you know, good luck wherever else didn't work out? No, Alex Smith is not that much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But here's he's better, thing. but he's not that much better. And guess what? He led a lot more terrible seasons than Jimmy Garoppolo did. Like, here's the I, I am not a Jimmy Levin. Garoppolo fan. But it's not a. I'm it's throwing not, him some bail because he wasn't terrible all game. He was just right. terrible when they it's, when they needed not, most. <laughs> it's not a situation of I hate you. Get the heck out. It's a situation of you're not quite good enough. Yeah, we're a Super Bowl team. You need to go play somewhere else. Yeah. You guys are nuts. Here's the difference between Alex Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo. Alex Smith didn't win you the game, but he didn't lose it for you either. Jimmy loses it for you. He but, gave them no hope at the end of that game. Jimmy. No really, hope whatsoever. Did, did Jimmy lose him this game, or did Kwan Williams not turn his head to get a you know bat a ball down from the Cooper Cup, or, or did Kwan Williams getting about, burned yeah. every single time? How about Avery Thomas getting smoked on every go ball? How about uh, they only gave up twenty points? I understand that, but they gave up. They gave up thirteen in the fourth quarter. Salvatore watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Jimmy, a quarterback, relies on skill player miracle plays. It's just too stale. Jimmy's resume is in spite of him, not because of him. Trey couldn't be worse. Jimmy throws picks and can't win it for you. Trey could be worse. We have no idea what Trey Lance is. But that's the point by Salvatore. Mm. Jimmy throws crush. How many balls did he have in this game that could have been picked, by the way? How many? And how many times do we say that? Every time with Jimmy Garoppolo. The MVP is dropped interceptions by the I will say this. I would be very surprised if Trey Lance is worse just because running ability is a huge factor to getting you to be at least somewhat effective. What 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 have we said? Basically, the offense had two or three really good drives over the last four games, basically. A quarterback's running ability normally gives you a couple spectacular plays a game that would give you that. So I, I think the bar for a running quarterback is pretty damn close to what jimmy is charles watching on the niners nation youtube page yes javi call out those bum defensive backs too they did not play I mean, well i can't i can't sit here and just blame it all on jim like i, I just won't i can't do I'm that no we, we didn't like okay you know Tart, Tart didn't have a good game ward did not have a good game the secondary pretty much close like, nobody had a good game oh like they, Troy, i don't know if anyone's listening to the game the broadcast uh, Troy Aikman was like, Kyle Shannon is trying to break a tendency breaker by moving Trent Williams. Like, we know where the ball's going if Trent Williams is in the motion. Right. That's, That's not going to yeah. work. You couldn't get any push up the middle. And this has been a concern all, or for me most of the year is Mack and Brunskill in the run game. At times, they can they can move, you know, less talented defensive lines. But if we, we go back, I can't wait for the tape. It looked like, to me, they were playing five-man fronts or 6-1 against this 49ers run game, and they had no answer for it. You can't throw out of it. Because you're asking Jimmy to throw out of it, but at some point, at points in the game, he was throwing out of it, right? He, like, how big is the Ayuk not scoring a touchdown right away? That's a big one. How about um, what do you mean Ayuk not scoring a touchdown right away? So the the when when Jimmy actually threw a ball outside the numbers and down the field for 31 right. yards, he tips toes down the light. Like you got to score on that one, Ayuk. Keep your balance, bro. That would have been a great play Easy. if he made it. Of course. So that's what you're depending on with Jimmy Garoppolo's great play. You know, the guys the for him. Like, come on. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, Kittle made a great play. He was yeah, wide open and would have scored, play. and then Jimmy overthrew it. I don't want to but, get too much into this, but Vic did give us a super mm. chat here. J.C. Jackson and Gilmore possibilities in the offseason. They do. I don't see Gilmore. I don't. No, they're going to sign somebody, but I don't know who it's going to. And they need to sign somebody. Jason Barrett. Oh God, they better not. Well, actually, no. If they don't like depend on him to be their starter all year, I'm fine with that. I, I, I think they'll give him. I think Verrett returns. Oh yeah, he's going to be. And, and they'll give him like a one or two year deal that is all incentive. Yeah. You know, hey, if you stay healthy, you you can make upwards of you know six seven million dollars a year. If you don't stay healthy, you're going to make pretty dang close to vet minimum, you know. Um, but, yeah, you don't count on them. They need to go out and find not necessarily, like, the best guy out there, but I think they need to find a guy they know they can count on. A guy that doesn't have a lengthy injury history or any of that, a guy they can count on. Like, I don't think they need to break the bank. I don't think they need to go out there and spend $15 no. million. I think if they go out there and spend 8 to $10 million a year, they can find a guy that would be a pretty good starter they know they can count on and you bring it back other guys on the cheap like Barrett to give yourself depth. So here we are, guys. I mean, so close to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. And I mean, I the thought it was happening there at one point when it was 17-7. I thought, wow, they're going to do it. Oh, no, I knew it was going to get tight. I, I knew, knew it was going to get tight, but I was like, the defense isn't. And they've only given up seven. They got to improve on third down. Didn't happen. And I thought the offense has to get some drive where they just start churning it, you know, getting getting chunk plays five, six yards at a time, running the ball. Never happened. Never I mean, did. That's normally been the script is, okay, the team at the end, the Niners tend to start being able to run the ball, getting five, six yards at a time, and the other team doesn't convert. But that's not what happened in this game. Like, <laughs> They kept converting on thirds, and the Niners were never able to get the run game going. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where Tart, what what time Tart dropped the interception. It was right uh, around ten minutes, minutes left. Was it ten? I think it, yeah, there was ten. That's what I mean. It doesn't guarantee the game, even if he makes the yeah, interception. Exactly. Um, so for those, so for those folks who are blaming Tart for this loss, people, yeah. guarantee the yeah, it doesn't guarantee the game because we just told you the fourth quarter numbers on Jimmy and the offensive line was starting to get rocked. So we don't know that we could have ended the game there either. So it's not on, um, it's not on Kwaski. Like, yes, does he need to come down with that ball? Absolutely. Could have killed momentum. Absolutely. Could Kyle have gone for the kill? Absolutely. But it didn't happen. At some point, your secondary has to make a play and make a stop. The other thing here is it's also hard to win seven straight against an opponent. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, the 49ers once beat the Rams, I think, 17 straight games. Yeah. So That's, it does like, happen. You know, yeah. like the like we said all week, what do we say, right? In times when a team won two straight against another team and then played them in the playoffs, the team that had won converted the sweep 60% of the time. So it's like usually that when you win that many games in a row against a team, it's because you're better than them. But it came down to quarterback play late. The Rams got plays from theirs. And the 49ers quarterback was three of nine for 30 yards, an interception and a 4.2 rating in the fourth quarter. Again, I know that there is other blame to go around, but I will say this: Matthew Stafford just proved why the 49ers were interested. Oh yeah, I mean Stafford's <laughs> got to be like, hey, you give me a real team and a real coach, I make the Super Bowl immediately, first year. Like, <laughs> you damn. think next time that uh, Shanahan and McVay are after the same player, Shanahan stays <laughs> in the same damn hotel, <laughs> makes damn sure of it, camps out <laughs> McVay's door. 
So Aaron Rodgers next year for the Niners? No, no, I hope not. Jason, I don't think the Niners are entering any of the sweepstakes. No, absolutely not. I don't think so either. Jason Clay on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Ref said damn delay of game on the Rams today. There were a bunch of those where I thought that they could have flagged the Rams. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to put it on that. I mean, come on. Let's let's. If you're if you're down to blaming the refs because they didn't call enough delay of game penalties, I feel like you're not looking at what the rest of the game. I think they let him play outside of that stupid taunting penalty on uh, Aziz, which was hideous. That was a terrible call. Like, uh, what did he do? I, I just I just saw this uh, photo here on Twitter, and this one kind of hits home a little bit. Tweeted by you know David Lombardi, of course. Um, but ironically, it has nothing to do with Jimmy. He, he's pretty quiet on the Jimmy front right now. Mm, shocking. <laughs> it is a photo of the last remaining 49ers player on the field. And it is Debo Samuel sitting on the bench still with what I'm guessing there's somebody standing in front of him. So you can't quite see for sure. Looks like a towel over his head, just kind of looking down. That one kind of hits home. Well, player just sitting all by himself. No other player in sight on the bench sulking. How about this? This everything this year, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if there's one player that deserves zero criticism whatsoever, (laughs) how about this? How about this from Jaquaski Tart? Yeah, tweeting. This is I I actually like this. I'm trying to get it up here, but it's too long for me to make a graphic. No excuses. I deserve all the criticism my way. Opportunity I dream of. I came up short. Let my brothers down. It still won't define me as a person or a player. Only will get stronger and better. Hashtag believe that. That's what leaders do. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo never does. In the worst moment of his career, and let's be honest, this is the worst moment of Jaquaski Tart's career. He immediately took responsibility. He immediately said, I deserve all the criticism. Even though there was 10 minutes after that play, Tart steps up and says, my fault. Never got that from the quarterback in his entire 49ers tenure. Never got it from him, ever. Not a single time. Here's here's a little bit more uh, going more in depth here on Jimmy Garoppolo. In six playoff starts, Garoppolo has a 28 passer rating in the fourth quarter ranking last amongst the 69 quarterbacks with at least 34th quarter passes since 1991. What are you scared of losing? What are you scared of losing? But like I said, the narrative that people tried to spin is that he comes through, he's clutch. You know, he's really good at the end. And it's like, no, he he had a couple times this late in this year that he did that, but overall it didn't happen all that often. I was being nice earlier. I'm like, screw it. Jimmy Garoppolo, like Nick Wright said it best. Jimmy Garoppolo is the arson and he's the firefighter at the same time. He's an arsonist that fights fire. Like, okay. The clutch stuff. Why are we in those positions to begin with? Probably because you threw some interception or you couldn't convert on third down or you missed a guy wide open like George Kittle and early in the game or just something really dumb happened in the game. And it's partially because of his fault. So yes, I'm I'm going to shoot him a little bit of bail because you know, we can't, we don't know what Trey Lance is and we don't, you know, we don't, we don't know what the future holds for this 49ers team. I know it's a really good roster, but there's a lot of free agents and you're going to go to a second year quarterback. That's the plan. But my God, enough of the clutch stuff because we see the, we see the fourth quarter numbers in the playoffs. They're just atrocious, right? I thought this was Jimmy's moment though. He was playing well. I thought I was like, Oh crap, here we go. This guy might actually like, welcome to the playoffs, Jimmy. And nah, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. I don't know. 
Getting a little vulgar in the super chats. This one from Kalecki Carroll, or I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. I apologize. Same ish, different game, bad quarterback play, typical Jimmy and bad offensive play calling 60% pass to 40% run equals a result. We saw it with Tennessee. Who's more at fault, Jimmy or Kyle? Hashtag relieve Jimmy's gone. Kyle, like we said, I think Kyle's offense doesn't look good when they can't get anything going. It has to build off of itself, and they never really got yeah. anything going. They were not good on third down today. The Rams are excellent on third down. The, the, the offensive line did not have a good game. The Rams were it's 11 to have anything work when the offensive line, like they didn't do well run blocking or pass blocking. Right. The Rams were 11 of 18 on third down. The 49ers were three of nine. Three of nine you you can't sustain drives when you're only converting 33 percent of your third downs like you can't just get huge gains on first and second down and hope to go down the field without getting to third it's just not going to happen javi i agree i've been tweeting it all year when they were on their four game skid they were under 30 percent on third downns when they went in their nine nine of uh nine of their last 11 they were above 45 percent for third down you have to their delta was 40 percent you get to 40% on third down, that's when you start controlling time possession and you start getting 30-plus rush attempts. And that's their recipe for, for success. And those third downs need to be third and six or less. Like, the number is staggering on how these third downs operate for Jimmy Garoppolo and his offense. Like, you have to be third and six or less, and you need to convert 40% at minimum for this team to win games. That's how they won all those games. That's how you're able to run for 44 times. And 35 here, you get 200 yards rushing and a couple touchdowns. What I don't, what I think some other people, I'm just reading Twitter feed here. This Niners offense was atrocious. Yep. All playoffs. All playoffs. Yeah. We said it going in. The first half of Dallas, they were bad outside of the Debo run after a, after a touchdown on a short, after an interception mm-hmm. on a short field. They didn't score a touchdown on offense in the Green Bay game. It took nine quarters for three touchdowns. Nine quarters for three touchdowns in playoff football. Like that's a Kyle problem and a Jimmy problem. Hundred percent. But that but this is the guy, this is the quarterback that you don't want to kick out. You don't want to yeah. be too mean to him on the way out the door. No, we got to be nice to Jimmy. We got to throw I'm, him some bouquet. I was just mean. I don't want to no, be. No, no, no. He's talking about Kyle towards Jimmy. Oh. Well, Kyle, well, Kyle still won't go out. I'm talking about He's... both of you to be honest. Although I don't blame Kyle Shanahan for not getting up yeah. in the post-game presser of the after the NFC championship <laughs> and being like, get out of Screw here. Screw that Jimmy. guy. Like, yeah. He's not gonna do that. Come on now. So Rob, yeah, I, I, don't... Rob, I just think I just think like, yeah, I'm not gonna kick him while he's down, but at the same time, you know, he did bring a lot of like the team is like they're at this point where they're like, I think a lot of us are more comfortable where this four Niners team is in transition than they were, you know, after Kaepernick left or after Alex Smith left. Like he left his team better than when he got here. And I think that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking what I'm saying. I'm not due to him. No, I know that. But what I'm saying to you is he's also mm. he's had a role in making these things a little bit better than what they were before he got here. That's really all I'm trying to say. And yes, they're going to be fans. They're going to be like, oh, you wanted this guy out of town. And what if Lance doesn't pan out? You're always going to have that question. What what could have been? And that's kind of the situation with remember with Cap no. and Alex. Alex goes to Kansas City and they win a lot of games in Kansas City and Cap just didn't do anything. Right. Well, I mean, it's put it this way. You know, Alex, I would put him in the same boat. I mean, like I said, he's a little bit better than Jimmy, but I think they're both quarterbacks that are good enough to be starters in this league, but not good enough to win Super Bowls. So you might have the you might have the one, you know, one time every 15 years or so where you have the unicorn of a Super Bowl run, like the Joe Flacco run, where you took an above average quarterback and he was just 
God's gift for four games to win a Super Bowl. But the fact of the matter is, while they're better than what you probably had before them, hence why you needed a quarterback, they're not good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Because to win a Super Bowl, you almost always have at least one game where you need the quarterback to just dominate. And he's just not good enough. He's not going to dominate a game. He's not going to go out and throw for 300-plus yards and three touchdowns to win you a game. You can't hide the guy who touches the ball in every play who's the most important player. And Bernie Lawrence watching on the Facebook page, stop saying the O-line was bad. The Rams had one sack for the game. That Do not judge the offensive line based on sacks. That's, sacks. <laughs> That's terrible I mean, job. Jimmy had two two throwaways that were God's throwaways. gift to throwaways. Great throwaways on his part, but yes. should have absolutely been sacks. Yes. Yeah. He nearly you, had, you had the interception that would have been a sack because he yeah. wouldn't have thrown that if it wasn't a, I have to at least give us some kind of chance. Because he can't move. Because he can't move and he couldn't go anywhere. So what did he do? He just threw it up there. Uh, another uh, super chat here. On a happier note, never thought we'd be here after a three and five start. Rob Levin and Javi, thanks for all the content all season long. Made it an enjoyable ride. Thank you very much. But we are not going anywhere. So don't <laughs> worry. We're not going away just because the 49ers season is over. We are still going to be here for you, producing plenty of content. So we appreciate the Senior Bowl on Tuesday. You are you going to be at the Senior Bowl, Javi? Oh, absolutely. I'm looking for corners, safeties, <laughs> um, a right tackle. And a pass rusher, like that's where my that's where I'm set. Like that is my focus for this week. Corner safety. I think they take a safety in the second round. Uh, right tackle and another pass rusher. That's what I. That's what I want to do. How about this from Daryl Smith on the YouTube page? This is some hate right here. Niners Nation. Now you know how Cowboy and Packer Nation felt after you beat us. Get the tissues out and dry your eyes after you finish crying and get over it. You are not going to the Super Bowl. I don't understand, Daryl. Were you not upset when your team lost? Like, like, do you expect us to be happy? Of course, we're going to be sad. The team I lost. Wanna, like, I want to know which I love, one. Which, I love which, that, which that which comment. And I, I love that comment and I hate it at the same time because I hate it because it's rubbing it, you know, rubbing it into me. But I love it because, I mean, that's what you're here for. You you smack talk another team when you hate them. Right. So either I'll, a, cow, a Cowboy fan or a Packer fan. Like, So if this guy's a Cowboy fan. Right. We beat um, I, I get it. First of all, you have no room to talk because you haven't been to an NFC championship game in 26 years. That's literally almost my entire lifetime. And if you're a Packers fan, you are 0-4 against Colin Kaepernick twice and Jimmy G, who's leaving twice. So I'll talk, I'll talk ish back. There you yeah, go. I don't, Rogers I don't understand. Is too. What is <laughs> oh, Rodgers is leaving. Like, what is the victory lap that you're taking here? We I lost after you lost? Like oh. So what, hey, man? Are we not going to be sitting and pointing at the Rams going, ha-ha, you lost two Super Bowls in four years if they lose? I mean, that's mm. part of being yeah, probably. a team that hates another team. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna rub it in when they lose. Yeah, I I don't get it. Um, uh, so so let, let me transition then. All right. Because I, I had a thought, and I've hinted at this, maybe even I flat said it to you, Rob, when we, we've done the gold standard, but where does this rank on – frustration level in terms of the whole season because to me like in ter- if i think about it you know obviously we got to the nfc championship game it's a successful season like we talked about last week on the instant reacts the three of us um but in terms of like actual frustration that i felt throughout the year and the up and down of it i i put the season probably right at the top because in the previous years when they were bad and they had bad records either it was something like last year where it's injuries so you're expecting them to lose after a certain point or it was, you know, the pre-Harbaugh years where you just know they're bad. 
and you're not expecting anything. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like, I, I had Super Bowl aspirations to this team and there were so many weeks where I was just so frustrated all game long. Like, I feel like the amount of frustration I felt throughout this season is right at the top, despite it being an NFC championship game season. Like, I think it's a really odd season for that. It's frustrating Nothing. for me because we keep <laughs> losing the same way. That's the thing that's frustrating yeah, that's is that it seems like we only lose one way when the, when the run game doesn't come through and the offense needs to put up uh, points passing. That's how the 49ers have lost in the Jimmy Garoppolo era. And I know the defense did not play well, especially to close out the game. They gave up 13 points in the fourth quarter, but you can still give up 13 points in the fourth quarter and win a game like that's allowed too. And you know what the 49ers put up? Goose egg, a big fat zero. So that's the frustrating thing for me is that these losses happen the same way over and over and over again. And we could have prevented that, but we have continued to stick with that. This team needs to win with two of the three units being above average. And the defense was bad today and the offense was bad today. Special teams was actually a non-issue. So there's that. Um, and, the, you know, you, when you needed it late in game, you know, on offense, you had two drives after the Kwaski, inter, you know, near interception. And you got zero points out of it. There's not much you can do. There's just at some point you need to make a play in the run game or you need to play, make a play from your quarterback. It just didn't happen. And it's just, it's, uh, it is like, I'm going to, rem- I'm going to remember Jimmy Garoppolo in a, you know, you know, mid, you know, whatever light. But at the end of the day, he just didn't make any plays. Like he just didn't get the job done when they needed to get done. So I have never been calmer after a loss. That's all I got to say. I mean, the best thing that Jimmy brought was, leadership and when the best thing you bring is something you can't actually see on the field you probably weren't that good that's when somebody that's when somebody says well tell me about this person you want to fix me up with and the first answer is well they have a great personality yeah you know they're not a looker like that's it that's it and you again you it's not like this is well this is all we have we have no other like there's a better option there and i'm just so glad that at least in a, in a crushing, disappointing day that we're not going to lose the same way next season because we're going to have a new quarterback. Jason watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, I wonder how badly Jed York wants to tweet right now. Are we going to hear from him eventually? Look, if the 49ers had won this game, they'd be the first team ever, I think, to start three and five and make a Super Bowl. So as disappointing as it is, I don't think Jed has a lot to complain about. No, no. if he tweets anything, it'll be like, oh, disappointed. Sorry we didn't come through. A quest for six continues. Yeah, and I, I think, I think part, of the, part of the, I, the I liked Quest for Six in the beginning. Now at this point, ten terrible. years later, stop freaking reminding me. <laughs> I think Jed is more of um, he's more in this kumbaya world with John and Kyle, where he's not going to be throwing shade at Kyle or or John. Right. So he's you know, he's probably like you know, hard fought season. Thank you for to the players and the fans. End of tweet. You know what I mean? Just something simple, and they'll probably post a picture the next coming week so they're all drunk in, in Jed's kitchen and Kyle and John has like a weird look on his face. So there's that. So I haven't seen, have you guys seen what Kyle's explanation was for punting on the fourth and two? I haven't seen that. No, because I would love to hear that explanation. Cause again, I, he keeps making these choices again and again and again. And I don't know why, like why hasn't anybody just grabbed him and started shaking him and been like, dude, Go for it. Do, do you not watch other teams? Do you not watch the Chargers? Do you not watch the Chiefs? Do you not watch these teams? Like, 
especially with a limited quarterback, like why are you so, I, I just, I don't understand it. And, and when you're in close games like that, those are the decisions that sometimes swing it one way or the other. And he seems to make the wrong one, like every single time. Gets tight. He's like, to me, he's like Andy Reid. He's Andy Reid in his early days in Philadelphia. Andy Reid had four NFC title games. He made one Super Bowl and got tight again in the Super Bowl. He got tight in the NFC Championship game against Carolina. He got tight against uh, Tampa and a couple other other NFC title games. Kyle is literally Andy Reid, like a skinny Andy Reid in these fourth fourth quarter situations. He gets (laughs) super tight, and a lot of it has to do with his quarterback, but also he's also – playing with an injured team. He's got train all banged up. He's got a very limited right tackle on the other side. So he's got to manage all these things. But at some point, like if you're going to go out, go out swinging Kyle, like you're fourth and two line up in shotgun and say, Hey, I'm going to have Kittle over Eric Weddle, which was literally a matchup. I don't know why they didn't get more of that and put Debo on 11. Darius Williams is terrible. He played Oklahoma state. He does not like contact. He is terrible. Run right at 11. Early on in the game, they were attacking Darius Williams uh, with Debo and Ayuk, and they just didn't do it late in the game, which made no sense to me. Um, but yeah, if I'm Kyle, like, like for for lack of a better term, put your nuts on the table. And just, just let's go fourth and two. Make a let's go make a play. You got playmakers, and all you need is a quick three step drop from Jimmy Garoppolo, and he usually hits those. Jason, watching on the YouTube page, helping us out here. Kyle's explanation was, according to Jason, and I issue not. I was never going for it there. Why not? Did anybody ask him why not? Like Kyle. Of course he didn't. I mean, There's never what, a follow-up question. No, I know. Especially because Grant, unfortunately, Grant Cohen has COVID. And so he couldn't uh, cover this game there. He's the only one that would ask it. Uh, Will Victor on the YouTube page. All I'm hearing from Jimmy fans is his win percentage. It's getting annoying at this point. Yeah, don't worry. That's You're done with that now. We have gone beyond that. But this Kyle thing, like, I never considered going for it there. That's just flat wrong. Somebody's got to tell him. Like, how many times you, you do we think have to he see hasn't it? been told? He's been told. So but what's Kyle, gonna change his mind? Like how many nothing. times do they have to screw it up? Nothing will ever change his mind, and that's bad process, man. If nothing can change Kyle your mind, Kyle gets final say. You think this guy who dives deep into everything is a tactician, hasn't looked at the analytics of fourth down? He's said it many times now over he the last couple years. He goes for Lance is in there. He says he goes based on feel and game flow, which is the dumbest, most old school mentality. And he's not going to change because nobody can force him to. Well, that's pathetic then because he now he, he can't now, go by game. I will say because he goes by game flow and game situations, when he has a mobile quarterback, he might change his mind. Well, he does go for it. He did go for it a lot on fourth down when Lance was in there. Right. But it's hard to say you go by game flow when every single time with Jimmy Garoppolo, you pucker up. Like you're telling me the game flow in all of those fourth down decisions has been conservative. Like that's that's crazy to me. Just statistically speaking, you'd like to think at least one of them uh, would have led you in the other direction. Andre on the YouTube page. Kyle has his daddy's 1989 mentality. You're not wrong, Andre. Look, Kyle grew up around the game. And I think that that is part of it, you know, like he yeah, learned a he lot from old his... school stuff. Yeah. He think he's kind of an old school guy there. Um, but again, there's plenty of blame to go around. I just, I hate I mean, that. I... Like we're back in this spot where people again are talking about Kyle Shanahan blowing a lead. I've never seen yeah. a coordinator get more blame for blowing a 28 to three lead than Kyle Shanahan <laughs> gets somehow that it's the fact insane. that you blame the it's offense, and, like it's insane. Yeah, and, and the head coach was a defense was the defensive coach. <laughs> right. Like I, it's insane for me, but I just, I, I hope that the Niners take this 
as a learning opportunity, as a way of, this could be a moment of change for the 49ers, right? This could be a fork in the road. What you have done to this point has not worked. It's gotten you close, but it hasn't worked. Take this opportunity, take the pain of this loss and use it for something. Use it to learn from something and change things and take a different approach next season. Because if you just come back with Trey Lance and you make all the same decisions, you're really putting a lot of pressure on Lance to bail you out of your bad process. That's all I'm going to say, Levin. You know who has a lot to learn by his own admission, Kyle Shanahan. He said he does not know how defenses like to adjust to mobile quarterbacks. <laughs> He's going, there's going to be some growing pains, not just for Trey Lance next year in the beginning of the year, but for Kyle too. He's he's going to probably, I'm sure he's going to learn all he can this offseason, but that's one of those things I think that you have to kind of have the game situations and truly get a feel for it. I think Kyle's going to have some changes that he's going to have to go through. He's going to have to evolve to fit his quarterback best. And you you made, Javi, the Andy Reid analogy already. When mm-hmm. did Andy Reid change? When he got somebody that was a crazy unicorn of a quarterback like Patrick mm-hmm. Holmes. When he got somebody that was that crazy of a unicorn that can do so many things, he started taking a lot more risks and going I mean, for a lot in a lot more situations. He he changed when he got Michael Vick. Like That's he when, he st- when you know McNabb was a good quarterback, but he started changing his the way he was calling games. When he got when he got when he was with Vick, and then obviously went to Kansas City, had Alex, and you know he was a little bit, you know, a little bit more um, conservative. But once he got back into that type of quarterback, you know, he was like, all right, well, let it rip, kid. You know, do what you need to do. And like, does it drive Andy crazy that uh, Mahomes? cost him a trip to the Super Bowl tonight? Yeah, probably. Because he's playing out of structure. Because Andy, Andy, like every coach, loves their structure. I don't care what anyone says, but sometimes though that's going to cost you, and it costs them uh, today. Um, the only other thing I would have, the only the two nitpicks on Kyle today is no timeouts before the two-minute warning, and or no, not calling any, and then the fourth and two call. Like I, Those are the only two nitpicks I have on Kyle. That's the only thing I can say, like, okay, that's it. How about this from George Kittle after the game? Quote, I've been dealing with shit since week one. We would just call it a lower body injury. Yeah, it's, uh, not injury. it's not surprising. You see him limping constantly all season long. There's two or three plays every single game where George came up limping away from the play. You you know, can see, there's even been a couple of times I've noticed him shaking out his legs because something's hurting. It, it is what it is with him. Part of me kind of wishes he would just, take the rest he needs to get fully healthy i'm trying to remember what the injury is that he says he needs surgery for but he's refusing to get it because i mean shoulder he has a torn labrum yeah. in his shoulder yeah. he refuses to get surgery right. just, right. sense. Injury, just like sense. yeah you have to compensate for that when you have a torn labrum you compensate for that and other things and that puts other things in more stress than they should be like part of me wishes he would just say, bite the bullet and say i'm gonna be on the shelf for a while so i can be 100 percent." and i'll just say this on kittle like we can just stop the debate about Kelsey and Kittle. Kelsey is by far the better tight end. It is not close. It is not close. You know how many postseason touchdowns George Kittle has? One, and he got it today. One, Travis Kelsey gets a postseason touchdown like every other friggin' drive for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey has the second most 100-yard receiving games in the playoffs of anybody in the history of the NFL. In fact, if he went over 100 today, he tied Jerry Rice for the most. George Kittle doesn't do a damn thing in playoff games. 
So is it, like, is it George or is it his quarterback? Whatever, man. Part of it's quarterback, but he still gets the same money regardless of who his they knew who his quarterback was it's, when they paid it. Yourself, like, so. Obviously, it's closer than what Rob is making it out to be. Right yeah. now, he's being a little bit too emotional. About How it. is it closer? <laughs> Go look at their numbers. Go look at but, their numbers. But it, it, it's not. I, I don't think there's really too much real debate. Only a Niner fan would debate George Kittle being better. Yeah, he I mean, is. Kelsey has one. He's a, I think he's been more invested and improved as a blocker just in recent seasons. And I don't know if that's because he saw how good Kittle is at it. You know, he, he wasn't a bad blocker in the past, but he's become actually a, a pretty good above average blocker as a tight end. And nobody can get anywhere close to him in terms of receiving as a tight end because he's just on a different level. He can he <laughs> he's as good as a really good uh, wide receiver at running routes. Kittle, I've told Rob many times on our show. I don't know if you ever heard it. But Kittle never became a really good route runner. He's just a really athletic big guy, and that means he gets open. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's not a polished route runner. He, he's never – I don't think he's become an above-average route runner despite the stats he puts it up. I think uh, he's he's not terrible at route running, but it's just his athleticism and play design by Kyle that gets him open. Yeah, and I'll say this. When it comes – you turn on the tape, Kittle's open a lot. Jimmy just doesn't throw it. That's part of it. Like, I'm sure Kittle would have another 100-yard game or okay, several 100-yard so, games. He's never – Jimmy just didn't get let it rip. Like, just let it go, Jimmy. Okay, so it, when Lance takes fine. over, I better see George Kittle put up 1,500 yards. Like, Mr. J watching on the YouTube page. He stop hating on Kittle. He had 1,477. What are you talking about? With Nick with Mullins at quarterback, who's worse than Jimmy, right? But somehow he was able to do it then. <laughs> Like, Doesn't Nick Mullins take chances down the field? That's a difference. I'm not saying Kittle's bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying he has not lived up to that contract. And to use the excuse that Jimmy Garoppolo is the reason why they knew who the quarterback was when they paid George Kittle. So I don't want to hear that. And what again, Kittle needs is BDT at his quarterback. I'm not I'm not going to spell out the first two words, but, you know, BD Trey instead of Oh, BD, like, Nick. like BD Nick Foles. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully we see it, but I'm just, look, I'm frustrated right now, but I have, I mean, I love George Kittle. The first 49er Jersey I bought in 15 years was George Kittle's Jersey. I like George Kittle, but I can also say that I like him and that he hasn't lived up to the contract and that he's not as good as Travis Kelsey. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's just I, I, you know, like today, there is guys that are running all over the place wide open. Jimmy just doesn't let it fly. Kyle has. Jim- it's every every That's what I said right before you got on. Like, I, it certainly seemed like those last two drives, just nobody was there. Kyle actually said that Jimmy couldn't have done anything in those last two drives. Now, we'll see. Take run. that with the ground. Greatest talk because Kyle always excuses what Jimmy does or doesn't do. We'll see the tape. But I, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see the tape. If anybody was open, even slightly going deep, that's what I was telling Rob earlier. Like, that's the do or die situation. Let it go. If it gets he... picked, oh, well, you so... have to let it go. So when he nearly throws the interception to Ramsey and he's rolling out, Jennings is literally butt naked behind Ramsey. <laughs> and he and Jimmy has no one around him. All he has to do is step and throw. He would have plenty to do that. Apparently Garoppolo's so. getting pretty emotional at the at the podium. Uh, he's he said, You gotta be glad that it happened. Smile about the good things. I mean, he's known the situation. Kyle Yuschek said mm-hmm. before the week 18 game, hey man, this is your last regular season game. I get why it would be emotional for Jimmy Garoppolo. 100 percent You know, he's he's friends with all of these guys. Like he knows what a special team this was, especially Garoppolo has been, you know, with his years with the Patriots, he knows what a winning organization is supposed to look like. And he knows now 
I mean, his future is totally up in the air. He could get sent to his no trade clause expires. Once the new league year starts, Mm -hmm. he could get sent to friggin' football Siberia for all he knows. So I totally understand why Jimmy Garoppolo would be emotional, especially not to mention, obviously losing the NFC championship game. So this day has been a a roller coaster for Jimmy G. I'm not going to lie just for the pure hilarity of it, juiciness of it. I, I am now got a new place I want Jimmy to end up, and that is Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh. I think that would be hilarious. Arians will retire on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's an Arians guy at all. No. <laughs> but I think that would be hilarious. Here's Garoppolo on the final two drives. Just some bad execution. That's a tough way to end it. Bad execution by who, Jimmy? Who? Um, Was he smiling when he said that like he always does? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I had to. Bad execution by Lakin Tomlinson on one. Bad execution on Tom Compton on the other. Jimmy, of course, is a passer, but the guy had no, he always had nowhere to go. But we got to see, I got to see the tweet. I got to see the tape. If there's guys open, if he has room, like, Mm -hmm. and even not even, not even deep, just if there's a, if there's just a, a bubble that he could have hit to where you get some yards after the catch, like those are, you got to let Jennings was open, the completion he got. Yeah. He was just open five yards behind the line. Yeah. When you got no time and you need to move the ball. (laughs) Oh, man. I can't believe it's over. Like, I really, I thought when they beat the Packers, I was like, that's it. We're going to play the Rams. Like, we're going to the Super Bowl here. And here we are. You know, all that six straight games against the Rams, that doesn't mean anything. No. No. Doesn't mean anything because you lost the one that matters. Yeah, I just. It, it's it is weird to think it's truly over. I don't think it's fully hit me yet. Just because this team, I thought it was over four or five times already this year. <laughs> thought it was over at three over. and five. Thought it was over when they were you know down big to the Rams in Week 18. Like there were plenty of times I thought it was over. So it, it hasn't quite hit me yet that I don't have 49ers football to watch for what four months, five months. Uh, not your Niners Nation just tweeted out. Uh, I think these next couple of days it'll be, it it'll really start to settle in. You got to be glad it happened. Smile from it and think about the good things. I love this team. Just the fight and the battle on this team has been really impressive. I love those guys. Um, apparently he's getting choked up at the at the podium. Man, I mean, it's tough, man. It's just tough. It's just, he, he, this guy's been here, helped turn the franchise around. You know, I will give him that. Um, it's five years in one spot. You know, he's never been. You know, all the and I I. All that he had to deal with from 2019 with the Brady, the Rogers, the Dak Prescott stuff, then 2020's hurt, and at the end of the 2020 season, Colin, the team goes out and looks for every two-armed, able-bodied quarterback, make the trade for Lance, and he's got to compete in camp, and all the pressure on the season. He's handling himself well, and yes, I know he gets paid to do that, but there, there's something commendable about the guy, and I and I, I don't have any like negative field towards the guy you know what i mean i don't know if that makes any sense but it's just no i i don't i i would say i don't have very big negative feel like i'm not i'm sure my negative feelings like i have a little bit of resentment just because he played so poorly but yeah. i think that will go away after a couple of days a week um i i don't i i probably won't have pretty much any feeling for him like good or bad like i know he wasn't good From enough that. You know what I mean? It's just going to be one of those guys that I kind of move on from and don't really, you know, it's not like Alex. Like I still have legit, you know, like, oh, you know, I missed Alex. I, you know, really enjoyed him. You know, I have really good thoughts about Alex when I think back about it. 
I think back about Jimmy, probably the first thing that's going to pop in my mind is, oh, he couldn't stay healthy, in all honesty. That's Man. going to be the first thing I remember. In the long run, that's what's going to mm-hmm. be what's You guys are so nice, man. I swear, let me just say, in case people have it twisted, Jimmy Garoppolo is a nice person. I do not <laughs> care. He's a terrible quarterback, and I don't want him on my team, and I want him as far away from my team as possible, I, I see and what they you're can't doing. trade him fast enough for you're, me. You're trying to keep Jeff Garcia off your back. I see what you're doing. I, Jeff Garcia. Talk about Rob, a garbage Rob, human. Rob, I agree with you completely. Yes, get him off the team, trade him as fast as possible. I've been there. But what I'm saying is, you know, at, he's going to be remembered more fondly than I don't what know people, why. What people will believe. What what people say? You, you, why? Because yeah, they want. Because he went to a Super Bowl. He made two NFC title games. Those are those things are going to be remembered. Like you were remembered in San Francisco because of that stuff. Colin Kaepernick. You know, however it ended, we remember Colin for the Super Bowl and the two NFC title runs, right? And the plays he made to get that team there. Right. When you, ask, when you get Joe Staley on again, ask Joe Staley why they were in that NFC title game against Seattle. He'll tell you straight up it's Colin Kaepernick. Oh, 100%. Like, That's why I remember Kaepernick a thousand times more fondly than I'll remember Jimmy Garoppolo. There's, there's Jimmy a, Garoppolo. There's, I don't disagree with that. I'm going to be like, Jimmy got us to these spots, and there you can't take that away from him. Like, <laughs> he regardless got us of how to the spots, looked, or he got to the spot to the rest of the team. Regardless right. of how it looked, they were there. That's Let me ask you I'll this, Rob. Him. Five years mm-hmm. from now, if somebody goes, hey, what do you remember about Jimmy, or what do you think of Jimmy Garoppolo? Is your reaction going to be, uh, screw that guy. I'm glad he's gone. Yep. Yeah. See, mine's going to be like, nah, he wasn't really good enough. Again, so mean. he's a nice person, but I ain't here for nice guys, man. I'm here for, this is San Francisco. Maybe some people don't remember. We judge quarterbacks in this town by one thing. It's jewelry. It's not how many nice dump-off throws you made to Debo Samuel. It's not how many games you won because you threw for 130 yards and the defense dropped three interceptions, all right? That's not how I judge my quarterbacks. And I'm sorry, just because they had crap before him doesn't make his performance any better, and it never will. So if you ask me how I'm going to remember the Jimmy Garoppolo era, it is not fondly. He cost us three first-round picks to get rid of him, okay? Think about that too. So I'm not, again, nice person. Great. Maybe he can, you know, go sell some season tickets for the 49ers, but I don't want him playing quarterback. I'm sorry. Let me put it this way. Like this is a, it's the only person we really have to utilize here in this scenario, but it's bad timing for it. But when I think back to the Jeff Garcia years, I don't think back going, screw that guy. He wasn't good enough. They didn't get it done. I think back to it. Like, well, yeah, those are pretty good years. They just weren't quite good enough. Like, I, even I don't think hate of the Jeff Garcia years. They never crossed well, my mind because they. Were I do, but that's because that's the To years too, and To's like. Yeah, I, I wore To jersey think... for like eight years straight every day on game day. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Levin, because you're not even going to think back to the Jimmy Garoppolo era, because Very it well. was pretty much pretty forgettable. Like not 2019. This year, I don't know how much this year will stick with me. 2019, that that's as dominant as I've seen the Niners because I didn't get to watch them, you know, in the early young days or the Montana days because I was too young and I didn't live on the freaking West Coast. The most dominant I've seen the Niners is that 2019 team. Maybe you could go to one of the Harbaugh years. To me, that 2019 team is slightly better than any of the Harbaugh years. 
Man, you guys are so nice. I hope you're this nice to Trey Lance. I, 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 well, let's, well, with Trey Lance, I will say for those who are listening and I'm sure they're out there like, oh, well, you know, if he starts poorly, they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to pile on the kid. Like, let's set our expectations correctly for a second year quarterback who has three NFL starts or two NFL starts. Was it two? Yeah. Two, two NFL starts and under his belt. Like, you're, you're not going to expect this offense to just take off next year. Like, no. is he going to be Patrick Mahomes? Probably not. Is he going to be Justin Herbert? Yeah, probably not either. So this is gonna this is gonna be something that's gonna take some time. You have all off season, you got training camp. This is gonna take some time to gel. And I would expect this team to still be a run first offense next year, even with Trey. Right. I think it's gonna be a very intermediate passing game and then with some splash plays sprinkled in. Um oh, no. it's just a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of figuring out how to use this kid and how Kyle and, and him are gonna have to evolve. That's that's really what this is. So I'm not gonna have some crazy expectation on Trey Lance who hasn't played, you know, m- meaningful football in two years. Like, I come agree. on. That's and like the- I said, Kyle's going to have a learning curve too on how Absolutely. to utilize him best. And, you know, he's flat said it after Trey Lance's first start. Kyle doesn't know how defenses like to react to a running mobile quarterback. And Staley spelled it out for us. He spelled it out. He said, Kyle, his true strength is play calling genius where he constantly anticipates what the defense is going to do and then runs a play to thwart that. Well, Kyle flat said he can't anticipate what the defense is going to do against a mobile quarterback, the adjustments they'll make. So that takes away from what Kyle is best at. It's going to take him a while to learn that. And you can't just learn that watching film. I agree. And he can, he can try and study, but I think, yeah, I would expect Lance and Kyle will both get better as the year goes along next year. Jason Clay watching on the YouTube page. Jimmy's leadership helped turn us around. He spearheaded the winning culture. He's mediocre though. Why are we expecting elite play from him? What? Jimmy's leadership helped turn us around. Give me a break. His leadership. His leadership where Brandon Ayuk was so bad that Kyle Shanahan had to uh, stop throwing him the ball to get him to participate. His leadership where Debo Samuel came into camp out of shape last year and Kyle Shanahan, he was kind of in Kyle's doghouse too. Is that the, is that the leadership that, uh, that you're talking about there, Jason? Pretty sure the Buccaneers wide receivers weren't doing that with Tom Brady. Pretty sure they came in into camp in shape. Pretty sure they know how to practice. Spare me on Jimmy Garoppolo's leadership. All right. That's what you say. Cause you have nothing else to point to and you have not advanced enough in your little tiny brain to get past. <laughs> well, the team has had success. So the quarterback must be good. Cause you cannot compute that. In fact, the quarterback was along for the ride as the team did. Well, I'm tired of that, man. It's, um, it's- so we talked about Jed York. Uh, Jed York did tweet. He said, uh, hurts to end the season this way. So proud of our guys fight all year. Congrats to the Rams. Go rep the NFC West. This is basically what we all said. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. You're not Except cheering for the Rams in this. Are you guys yeah, cheering for no. the Rams in the Super Bowl? Nope. No. Because you won't hear the end of it. Cincinnati, I don't deal with them. You know what I mean? Like, I deal with them once every four years. I, I don't have to hear them bragging about that Super Bowl. I think like, Joe Burrow's going to get it How often do the Seahawks fans still bring up, oh, we won a Super Bowl more recently than you? Like, that's their go-to. Yeah, no. A uh, lot of people tweeting Bengals. I mean, how could you root for the Rams? You can't root for the Rams. Give me a break. <sighs> All right, guys. I think we should wrap it up. I've, I'm going to go drink heavily. Uh, I'm not going anywhere tonight, so 
That's it. That's how the 49ers season ends in a depressing 20 to 17 loss to the Rams. A lot of changes coming this offseason. Again, we are not going anywhere. We're not leaving. Our shows are going to continue. We'll still have shows every single weekday for you. So don't think that you could just, you know, tidy up this season and, and get back to us next year. We are going to be here for you all offseason long. There's going to be a ton of change, a ton of exciting news. The Jimmy trade is going to be the fuel that powers this offseason. Or release. If they if they release Jimmy, mm. this vein in my forehead is going to <laughs> actually explode. If they release Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and let him pick because he's likely. A... I think that's way more I, likely. I think there's a chance, but yeah. Like... Okay, I'm saying this right now. If the 49ers release Jimmy Garoppolo, that is franchise malpractice. It is, yes, it is. That is. Agreed. I don't care if you only get a seventh round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. You, get whatever you cannot you release him. If you release him, you're not trying to win a Super Bowl. In a year where you're going into the into the draft with less than your full complement of picks, if you cut Jimmy Garoppolo, then you are admitting that winning a Super Bowl is not the most important thing to you. Uh, no, let's put it this way. This is a business. If you release Jimmy and do the right thing for a guy that wasn't even drafted by the team, you are putting personal relationship with a player over the needs of the team, and that is wrong. I see your face, Avi. What are you, what's going through your brain? I would not be surprised if they release him. If they release him, that's the they should be crushed. The contract, like, are we sure another team is going to want to pay $25 million? No, I, I, I think teams that will want to trade for him will, one, not want a one-year deal. Give it would me be a, a team that thinks he can be he can be more than one year. And you they will they will say, stuff. let allow us to talk to Jimmy about a new contract. And it'll be one of those things where he gets traded and he re-ups the deal to where it's less per year, but he gets some guarantees back where, you know, something like a three-year, $40 million deal or something like that. I hope so. No, I don't want to hear that's that. What, that's what I, I don't want to hear about his contract. Jared Goff got traded. How's his contract? Carson <laughs> Wentz got traded. The Colts had the, the biggest. No, 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 no. I do not want to hear that. I don't want to hear that bullshit excuse from the 49ers. If they do that, they should get crushed. And, of course, the, the pillowy, soft 49ers press corps is not going to do it. They should get crushed. You, you're telling me that nobody will trade for Jimmy? They won't trade a seventh-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. To, to let him go for nothing, they sh- they deserve to be crushed forever for that because that proves that winning a Super Bowl isn't the most important thing. I mean, they didn't win a Super Bowl with him either, so what is it, you know? But they, they I, were trying to win a Super Bowl. It's, it certainly is malpractice, as you put it. It is. It is. It, it would is. be really, really, really dumb, and it would be something that should absolutely get crushed for. I wouldn't necessarily say it means they're not trying to win Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah I just how could it not? I just, I, just, I mean, you could still giving him, you're giving him away. You're giving him away. Just, just go, Jimmy. Whatever is good for you. Sure, you screwed the team time after time after time. Sure, I, we lost pretty much every game in the era because of you. But you know you, what? Just go and pick whatever you want to go. It's fine. Just go. Here, let's throw him another bouquet. One more time, he's got to screw the 49ers. Um, Think about it. The Niners did everything in their power to tell the league they don't want this guy. Yep. Right? And the the rest of the league knows that the Niners are $7 million over the cap. Yep. Who has leverage in this situation? Every other team looking for a quarterback. That's why the first round crap was... Always right. a joke. 
I'm not like, saying they got to get a first I, rounder. My response, get something right. to, you my response to that was if, if any team offers a second, you jump, you don't even question it. Oh, yeah, you, you don't know. question it. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a third, that's the only time that I would start to go, hey, could we get, you know, you need to try to bargain. If anybody offers more than a second, you're pulling the trigger. I think they end up getting yeah. a third. That, that's what I think they'll end up getting. But I don't but, care what they get, but they got to get something. You can't just cut him. I, I don't I disagree. I, I got a wonderful I, quote here. <laughs> Debo Samuel said, this team loves Jimmy to death. And I find that as ironic as hell because that's exactly where he led them. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? And you know what Joe Staley told us? Guess what? If Trey Lance comes in there and wins, they'll love Trey Lance. They'll love right. whoever they win with. Like, who cares that, that that they like him? Great, they should like him. He's a nice guy. He's a perfectly fine human being. It, it's human. Like him. Put it this way: it's human nature to like the guy who's leading you, the guy that right. which you can you can question how well of a leader or whatever he was, but your quarterback is your leader, no matter what. And if of your course. quarterback's not your leader, you got major problems. So it's human nature for them to want to stick with the guy, especially when, while it doesn't really have much to do or anything to do with Jimmy, they were winning. So it's really hard for a player in that locker room to then come out and say, nah, screw that guy. He wasn't good enough for us. Right. And I get why the players like him, but that's, they don't make the rules. That's why you have a coach and that's why you have a general manager. They are supposed to be above that bias. And the 49ers were, cause they made the trade to get up for Trey Lance. So I don't really care how much the players like him. The players are fickle, man. They'll like whoever wins. They will so like. Fans. So are fans. Agreed. That's true. And I will grade Trey Lance just like I'm grading Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way. So people that think I'm not a 49ers fan or I'm a hater or whatever, watch when Trey Lance makes stupid plays. I'm going to yeah, call just him. Wait, he's going to hate on all of them. If people make bad plays, I'm going to call them bad plays. This isn't crazy. No, it's the truth of the matter. Whether it's it Miami it or like, Houston. I, or I got all the reason to be Trey Lance full bore. But if he sucks or he's not good enough, I'm going to sit here and say it every single week to you that, hey, he's not good enough. Like I spent 10 years in North Dakota. I was in North Dakota during his year that he started. I got every reason to like him, but in the end, to me, the team comes first. I don't care who you are. Javi, any final thoughts before we close up shop? Um, That I'm happy about the season, right? Like, I just, I just don't. They started three and five. They exceeded all my expectations, right? I had this team winning 10, 11 games being first round bounce because I thought the quarterback stuff would have been a huge distraction. And it was at one point in the season um, that they would just kind of bounce in the first round and that's it. Um, what we can, we, we, I think we can recognize the growth of some really good players. Debo Samuel turned into an all pro, right? Aziz Asrayir, we found another stud undrafted free agent. Jimmy Ward played r outstanding ball all year. Um, What's the, you know, you're seeing the development of the rookie class that most of us were crapping on most of the season. So there's, a, there's some really good things to take away from this. Um, I've never been this calm after a loss. And I think part of it is covering this team. So I, you know, the other part of it is thanks for everybody who's tuned into the pods and all the shows and making it easier on us. And, uh, you know, I'll say, I'll say this. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> My pencil just like, I was writing notes. Thanks, Jimmy. You, uh, you know, if this was it, then, you know, I do appreciate some of his time here, but other than that, you know, hopefully you go to a decent team and you're not ruined by some other franchise, but that's it. The, the only thing I got is, uh, Rob, 
You better be changing out those socks. Yeah, the lucky socks did not come through for me today. And you got another pair waiting in line. I blame Joe Staley because he said he was going to send me some new socks, and he never did. So, I mean, clearly this is all Joe Staley's <laughs> fault. Uh, no. I, I mean, I'm. You guys are. You guys are very nice, man. I'm sorry. I'm not all, nice. All, all I know is you made my timeline pretty miserable at one point today because my timeline. Every time I got notifications, I'd click over, and it's another picture of some other person's feet. That's I true. don't really care for feet. I <laughs> me like, either. Why do I got to see like 20 other dudes feet today? Yeah. I tweeted out the lucky socks. <laughs> Maybe I should have kept that to myself. Didn't really help us today, but anyway, so that's how the 49er season ends 20 to 17. Again, we thank you so much for the support. If you haven't done it yet, please rate review and follow the Niners nation podcast network. We had our biggest month ever in December and we crushed that by over a hundred thousand downloads in January. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are so proud of all your support and Levin. Thank you. Javi, Leo, Akash, Michelle, KP, everybody that we have here at Niners nation. It is all due to the to support that we get from our listeners and to the work you do as hosts. So thank you both. Thank you. Uh, last thing, hey, uh, sign Tom Brady. That's all. Figure that out. <laughs> we had our chance. Uh, if you, I think, honestly, you got to convince Giselle of that more so than Tom. I think Tom would go for California it. your beaches. Like, come on. You're back you home go. with the grandparents, like the kids. Come on. Come on, you Tom. You know, I, I did see a quote from Brady that I had never seen before. And I don't know how long ago it was. It was, it was something earlier in his career where he was asked about his 49er fandom. And he said, my 49er fandom died when they passed over me six straight times and then drafted Giovanni Carmazzi. Yeah, except he wanted to play for us before he went to the Buccaneers and we turned him down. So not really putting a lot of stock in that one. All right, everybody, enjoy your night. Enjoy the offseason. Like I said, we will be here for you all offseason long. Hopefully uh, next year we're talking about a 49ers birth in the Super Bowl, but we got a long way to go before then. Good night.